Welcome to the Compass Podcast, featuring Chris Shandro and the Compass team. We hope this message is just for you. Uh, really quick, I want to just quickly update you on something that happened or this week or kind of what's been going on. Uh, we've been just doing a lot of stuff online to keep everybody kind of connected. And so we've had, uh, particularly on Facebook Live, or on Facebook is the best way you can see all this stuff, we had some daily devotionals going. Um, and we've had a pretty good response to people really enjoying those. Um, and so I really hope that you've been checking out our social media so that you can be up to speed on kind of what God's doing in our church and uh, what he wants to do in your life, and you can keep track of that stuff there. And so in addition to that, we've been tr- trying to just stay connected with you guys as much as possible because I don't know if you're like me. I'm just I'm trapped at home, and there are times where I'm just straight up losing my mind. Like my wife has caught me multiple times just pacing like a tiger in the house. And so uh, if you're like me, uh, and you just need some form of human interaction and connection. Uh, stay connected with us on Facebook. And just some other kind of cool stuff as well that God is doing um, in our church as we've been a virtual church. And church churching online is what we'll call it. Hashtag churching online. Uh, this week, uh, we had someone who messaged us through our online connection card and just said they wanted to become a follower of Jesus. And so that... That is an amazing thing that God is continuing to do through our ministry as a church. I haven't been able to meet in person, uh, and yet still there are people who are becoming followers of Jesus uh, because of what we're doing online. And so you're a part of that. Stay connected. Keep sharing. uh, Keep seeing what God is doing and be a part of it. So uh, today I want to continue into week three of our Mastermind Message series. And I want to tell you something that happened to me a couple weeks ago. So a couple weeks ago, Terry made dinner for us, and she grilled up this incredible chicken, and we were going to make sandwiches out of it. And so she got it all ready, and the chicken was set, and she put out all the ingredients on the counter, and everyone just went through, you know, put the bun, the chicken, the lettuce, the tomato, mayo, all that stuff. And so I went up, and I made my sandwich, and it was pristine. When it comes to making sandwiches, I'm kind of an expert. This is going to go way old school, so this is for the, like, Gen X and grown-ups, uh, in the room, but like ever since I was a kid and I would read Dagwood comics in the newspaper, I've kind of been a sandwich expert. So hashtag Dagwood sandwiches. Anyway, so I made this incredible grilled chicken sandwich. And and right as I was getting ready to stop and take a bite of it, I had this feeling. I don't know what, a premonition perhaps. I'm not exactly sure what it was, but there's something that made me stop before I took a bite of it. And just kind of review my sandwich. And so before I talk about it, I stopped and I looked. And I noticed what, what was a strange color, perhaps, on my sandwich. Um, and maybe a color that didn't belong there necessarily. And so uh, I, I began to strip my sandwich down. Took the top bun off. It looked okay. Just peeled the lettuce off. It looked okay. Tomato. And then it wasn't until I peeled the chicken off and I got to the bottom bun that I realized the bottom bun was covered in green mold. I didn't see it when I pulled the buns out of the bag. I I mean, I literally pulled that sucker out and I made a complete sandwich. I was about to eat it. I stopped everyone else from eating their sandwiches. And no joke, Terry was there and almost ate it herself. Every bun had mold on it. Mine had the worst, but every single bun had mold on it. So everyone had to pitch their sandwich out and uh, because of moldy buns. So when it comes to <laughs> moldy buns, when it comes to your food, you got to look or you might end up eating something gross, right? 
And it's, some of you guys, this has happened to me. This has happened to me where you're eating pasta or spaghetti or something at a restaurant and you end up like pulling a long hair out of your mouth like a, like a magician at a kid's birthday party. It's like, ah, I've been there. I've done that. And now you laugh because you would, you, know, you would never eat without being super aware of what was going on in your mouth. But how many of you guys have ever done or said something totally stupid without being aware of what was going on in here? How many of you have done something or said something just that you totally regret without thinking because you were unaware of what was going on in your mind? For many of us, our, our minds are like this giant boulder, right? That's just, it's rolling downhill. We don't really know where it's going and we're just doing our best to try and keep up with it. And that's why Romans 12, 2 says this. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Now, really quick, just so you know, um, if you look in the comment section, we're going to be posting all the verses that we're talking about today so that you can keep up with those. So if you need to refer back to them, they are right there. But Romans 12, 2 is really the key verse in our Mastermind message series because it says this. It says, God wants to do a transforming work in your life. God wants to change you to make you into a better person, made more into the image of Christ. And he's going to start that work and begin that work by transforming the way you think, by transforming the way our minds function. And your, your life is always going in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And just like we have to understand what's in our food, or you might end up eating something gross, we have to understand what's happening in our minds and in our thought processes, or they might lead us and lead our lives into somewhere gross. And so that's why, that's why the Apostle Paul says this in Ephesians chapter 5. He said, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Now, Paul says this because he knows that God wants to transform us by changing the way we think, but also because Paul knows this, that we all have blind spots. Every single one of us has blind spots in how we think or how we see ourselves or the world. Uh, you know, for example, there are those of you who have a blind spot because you think you are a good driver. You are not a good driver, okay? I see you on Veterans Parkway driving slow in the left-hand lane and you're not letting people pass you. My wife just told me to be nice, but you're not. You're not a good driver. That's your blind spot. Some people might say that about me. They would be wrong. I, I am definitely a very good driver. Uh, some of you guys have a blind spot in this regard that you think your jokes are funnier than they are. Okay. Yeah. Some of you guys have a blind spot because you think those jeans still look cool. And like, maybe you've been holding on to those high school jeans because you know the high-waisted jeans are kind of come back, but like the guest jeans... They just aren't the same, you know? And so you think those jeans are still cool or you think those jeans still fit, you know, blind spot. But then some of us have blind spots that really affect us in bigger ways than maybe those. And, and they affect our lives and our relationships. Uh, maybe you have a blind spot where you react to things in anger. You don't even know it. But your default instinct, your default reaction when things happen in life is to react in anger. Uh, maybe your blind spot is that your decisions, the decisions you make are affected by pride. And, and, the, and you see yourself in a specific way and, and, and you make decisions based on an internal pride that motivates and drives you. Maybe your actions are driven by insecurity and you are just completely unaware of the fact that the way that you interact with people in your relationships and the actions that you, that you take in life are, are driven by the fact that you are deeply insecure about yourself. And so often we're just, we're completely unaware of the, of the, the thought patterns that are driving our actions 
and our attitudes and our decisions every single day. But if we're going to have transformed minds, and if we're going to live the best life that Jesus has for us and be transformed into his image, we can't live thoughtlessly anymore. We have to live thoughtful lives. And so today I want to talk to you about two ways that we can live thoughtfully and understand what God wants for us. And so the first thing that we can do to begin living thoughtfully, to begin um, having a transformed mind is this, is number one, put your mind on lockdown, okay? Put your mind on lockdown. And this is what the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. He says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And this is the, this is the key part. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. When we got our dog Echo uh, a long time ago, and when she was young, uh, she would sometimes have accidents. And one time she was in, our, in the basement of our house, and I think she must have eaten something because uh, she got sick. And I walked down into the basement to this smell, and I was like, what is going on? And I saw Echo and, and, and she was over in the corner and I came down and I began to look at what's going on and she had, okay, I'll just be honest. She had pooped everywhere. And then when I, it was a bad day. And then when I came downstairs, she saw me and she started running around the basement. And so it wasn't even just a matter that she had pooped everywhere, but now she was running in it and tracking it everywhere. She was covered in it and spreading it around. It was so disgusting. And the worst part is this. She didn't even know that she was doing anything wrong. She was running up to me, trying to jump up on me. It was the worst. And so the first thing we did is we took our poop-covered dog and we locked her in her crate so that she couldn't do any more damage, okay? We just locked her up so that she couldn't spread anything else anywhere so that we could begin to fix things and make them better. Now, our thought processes, if unchecked, can just like Echo, can make a huge mess in our lives and our thought processes can make a huge mess in our lives even if we don't know what's happening and even if we are unaware that, that our thought processes are doing anything wrong. And so what we need to do is we need to start by evaluating what's happening in our mind. If we're going to take captive every thought, we need to start by evaluating the thoughts that we're having and what's happening in our mind. Evaluate what you think about most. What do you think about most? How are you responding to things? What are the feelings that you feel the most often? And then when we begin to be aware of those things, we need to start locking down the things that are contrary to what we already know is God's will and God's plan. You got that? So to take captive every thought, we have to be aware of what's going on in our minds. We have to be, be conscious of that. We have to direct our, our attention to what's happening in our mind. And then we just got to lock down those things that are contrary to what we already know is God's will. We have to control our thoughts, take them captive, and we need to keep them from running unchecked. It's like, it's like quarantine, right? I mean, we're very familiar with quarantine right now. We, we quarantine our thoughts because we can't allow infected thought processes to spread through the rest of our lives and infect them. And, and we're talking about like, like sin, right? Sin infects our thoughts. Uh, we talked about a couple weeks ago how, how our actions, our sinful actions, the, the actions that we take that are destructive in our lives, they all begin in our minds. They all begin with thoughts. And sin infects our thoughts. It makes them sick and contagious. 
And, and, and it can spread into every area and attitude and action and relationship in our lives. So the first thing we need to do if we're going to live thoughtfully, if we're going to be transformed in our minds, is we got to put our minds on lockdown, okay? Then the second thing is this, is we need to point our minds at the best things, okay? If we're going to have a transformed mind and you're going to live thoughtfully, you need to point your mind at the best things. Now, now this is not just a matter of, of don't think this, don't do that, right? Because a life following Jesus is the best life that you could possibly live. And that means that it's not just a life of subtraction. A life following Jesus is not just a life subtracting bad things, but it's a life of adding better things. That's why Paul writes this in Philippians chapter 4. He says, Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, we need to think about such things. Now, currently, if you've been quarantined in your house like we have, I think that you can probably relate to this really well because as I've been quarantined, my mind is just, like I said, it's like a caged tiger. It's just like, it can go dark places um, sometimes because I'm, I feel so trapped. And last week was last week was just a bummer, right? It was that first week of quarantine and I had a sprained ankle. And so I was quarantined. I couldn't walk. I couldn't carry anything or take care of myself. I literally haven't worn anything but sweatpants for over two weeks as a result. And listen, no joke. Like, that, that, I just want to, that's like <laughs> button-down shirt, sweatpants. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> so like last week, that first week of quarantine, I, it, was, it was such a bummer. I was so like... I don't know. I was just down and, and I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't handle any more bad news. I was watching the news like crazy. And so, you know what I did? I hit the guide on my TV and I searched for what was on and I found a marathon of the TV show too cute on animal channel. If you don't know what too cute is, I insist that you watch it this week, but basically too cute is this. It is a TV show that just shows puppies and kittens doing the things that puppies and kittens do. And so I sat on the recliner in my sweatpants with my big swollen sprained ankle and I just watched hours of puppies and kittens on Too Cute just so that I could feel better. I just had to put some good things in my mind instead of the bad news that I was seeing all the time about COVID-19. But here's the thing. What Paul is talking about is good things. We need to think about good things. We need to replace uh, our, our bad thought processes with thinking about good things, but it's more than just thinking about puppies and kittens and, and feel good things. The feel good things may work in the moment and, and too cute help me in the moment, but feel good things can't transform your life or transform your mind. You see, we need to think about God things. We need to point our mind at God things, not just good things. You see, it's not just good things but it's God things that have the power to transform our minds and change the way that we think. And so like, I know that it's like social media right now is everything. Like it's our connection to life. It's the way we, we know what's happening, what's going on in the world. And there's so much out there uh, that's trying to help us just think positive and laugh and watch funny videos and you know, stuff that could just make us feel better in the moment. But I wanna encourage you with this is that we need to look beyond good things and we need to set our minds on the things that God is about and that God has for us. Look at, look at what Colossians chapter three says. It says, set your mind on things above, not earthly things. Lamentations 3.19, this is like Old Testament stuff right here, but this is, this is real and raw, okay? 
the writer of Lamentation says this. He says, remember my affliction and my wanderings. My soul continually remembers and it's bowed down within me. So this, so Solomon wrote this, King Solomon, and he was down. He was depressed. He'd gone through some tough stuff and he just, it was spinning through his mind. And he said this, but this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. I'm feeling down. I'm feeling discouraged, but I call this to mind. And when I remember this, I have hope. And what is that thing? It's that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul, and therefore I will hope in him. I love that one. My wife's crying over there at the counter saying, I love that one. And I hope you do too, because here's the thing is that right now when everything feels so dark and everything can feel so discouraging, we just want to feel up and we try to think about good things, but God things are the things that will help us to transform our mind and our thought processes. And this I call to mind. And when I call this to mind, I have hope. And it's how good the Lord is. This is what Romans 8 says. Paul writes this. He says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature, they think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So because of that, letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. We are talking about a spiritual transformation in your mind. This is not about positive thinking. This is, this is not about willpower. This is about allowing God to do a transformative work in your life when you set your mind on him and when you set, when you set your mind on his priorities, on who he is and on the things of God. It's a consistent theme uh, that, that you're probably seeing a lot in these times on social media um, and you're hearing from people, but this... This is replacing fear with faith, okay? When we are regularly thinking about, when we're regularly thinking about what Jesus did on the cross for us, when we, when, when we regularly think about the fact that we have a father in heaven who loves us so much that he sent Jesus to die on a cross for our sin, to pay the penalty, to pay the price that we owed. When we think about that regularly, how much, how much more will, will our other thoughts fall in line? How much more will our other thoughts, our negative thoughts, maybe our destructive thoughts, how much more will they fall in line when we're constantly reflecting on the fact that we have a Father in heaven who loves us so much that he would give anything for us? That Because what other thought is more wonderful than the fact that God loved you so much that Jesus died for you so that you could be made right with him? So how do we live thoughtfully? How do we follow Jesus with a thoughtful faith. Well, we need to take every thought captive. We need to lock down our negative thoughts, our negative feelings, our negative emotions. We need to to step into some self-control and be in control of where our minds are going. We need to understand what our thought processes are. We need to look at them and be aware of those things, be aware of our blind spots. Maybe you need to ask someone in your life, what your blind spots are. Maybe you need to have a moment of humility and vulnerability and turn to your, your, your husband, your wife, your kids, your friends, and say, hey, are there areas in my life where what's happening in my mind comes out that I just am unaware of? We need to lock those thoughts down, take them captive. And then we need to do this. We need to do this. We need to point our minds at good things. But more importantly than good things, we need to point our minds at God things. We need to point our thing, our mind at the things of God. And when we can do that, 
we can take captive our thoughts, and when we can point our mind at God things, man, you will begin to see a transformation happen in your life. And I can tell you right now, when you're trapped at home with nothing but your thoughts during this quarantine, and here's the thing, I know this, like I'm trapped with my family and I'm losing my mind. I, there's some of you, I know that, that, that you're at home, you know, maybe just alone. Maybe it's just you and, and your pet, your dog or your cat, and all you have is, is, you know, virtual connection with people. I know that this is very hard for you and I know your mind can go to dark places, but I want you to know this is that God has something for you. And if you can follow this, if you can take captive those thoughts that are trying to take you down and you can focus your mind and focus and, and point your mind at God things, God can do work. God wants to do a work in your life. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for what you are doing, even in this crazy time that's happening right now, Lord. And I thank you that you have a plan for us in and through all of this. And that God, though many of us are trapped at home, unable to get out. Father, I know this, that, that your work in our hearts and in our lives and in our minds is not done. And so I pray that you would help us to take captive every thought to you. And I pray that you would help us, God, as we point our minds to the things of God. And I pray that as we take the steps that we can take, that you would take the steps that only you can take and that you would make us new, that you would make us transformed and make us into the image of Christ. And that God, ultimately, what all of these passages have been saying is that you would give us this, that you would give us peace, and that you would give us hope as we walk through this. Father, we pray all of this in your name. Amen. Thank you for joining us at Compass. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have any questions about Compass or this message, contact us at our website, www.compassbn.com.